0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen.
1: Welcome builders. It is great to have you on the Build Your Success Podcast today. You know, here at Build Your Success, we're trying to build you so you can build others. On this episode of Build Your Success, we'll be discussing hiring and developing the next generation. We have a special guest today to discuss this topic. It's Keaton Turner. He's the founder and president of Turner Mining. Welcome, Keaton. Hey,
0: Brian. Thanks for having me.
1: So, Keaton, what does uh, Turner Mining do?
0: So, we are a. Um a nationwide mine services contractor. Uh, we specialize in overburden removal, obviously contract mining, uh, crushing, drilling, kind of all things mining. Um, you know, we we don't perform any roads, bridges, landfills, anything like that. Uh, like a, a a general excavation contractor might. We're 100 percent mining and having a whole lot of fun doing it.
1: That's great, and and, and I know. How many employees do you have there at
0: Turner Mining? You know, I don't know the number, the exact number right off hand, but somewhere in the 300 range, give or take. That's great. And
1: so I became uh, familiar with Keaton through LinkedIn, and he's out there on LinkedIn, and some of his employees are posting great leadership things. And as a result of that, I asked him to be a guest on the podcast. And, and Keaton, you told me you'd like to talk about hiring and developing the next generation. I think that's a great topic. So what are you looking for when you hire new employees?
0: Well, for me, and I know everyone's answer is going to be different, especially other folks in our in our organization, because we have a whole lot of folks uh, in the interview process, uh, whether it be on, on the management side or field operation side. But for me personally, I don't really look at resumes at all. Uh, I'm not too concerned with someone's experience. Um, I don't really care where they went to school or what degree they got. Um, you know, I don't even really care their accomplishments or, you know, any philanthropy. They're do- For me, it's all about, are they a good human being? And so a lot of the times I'll I'll, I'll block an hour of my time um, to talk on the phone with somebody and just talk about life, you know, tell me about your family, you know, what are you passionate about? And I can generally get a good sense you know, after an hour long conversation, whether someone would be a good culture fit for us or not. Um, I have been fooled a few times. I'm not going to lie to you. Some, you know, there are some slick talkers out there that uh, don't always walk the talk. Uh, but for me, I think that's what I'm focused on is adding good human beings uh, into our circle. And I think, you know, obviously, if you, you know, if you've got great experience, uh, and you're a smart person and you, and you've got a, you know, a good education. Those are all positive. Those are all kind of bonuses in my book. We've had a ton of people though, with great experience who don't end up being good human beings and they just don't ultimately fit on the team. Uh, and and same thing with education. There's a lot of, you know, highly educated people out there that just, at the end of the day, their morals don't quite line up with with our morals and our vision for our company and how we want to affect people. So uh, for me, that's what I'm, I'm I'm passionate about finding good, solid human beings.
1: You know, that lead, that's a great uh, example of a statistic I read where being successful is 85% attitude and 15% experience and training. So, so think about how far attitude really goes. And, and that's from, from a college study. That's not from Brian's gut or, or even Keaton's gut. That's, it, it, it. being successful is 85% attitude and 15%. So you're definitely putting the uh, emphasis on what's important is, is, are they a good human being? So, so Keaton, tell me, what are some of the traits That you, when you're looking, what are traits are you looking for when you want to complement your work culture?
0: Uh, The number one, and this is hands down, I think if you looked at our team and what we're doing, and you mentioned earlier, you know, our guys posting on social media, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. For me, it's passion. If our people are passionate about what they're doing every day, whether they're on the accounting team or whether they're in a haul truck or a project manager, whatever their role is, if they're passionate about it uh, and they're passionate about affecting people in a positive way, I mean, this industry, I'll just be honest, it's, it's cutthroat. Um, you know, there, there are bad things happen every single day, whether safety perspective, whatever, um, it's a tough business. And so you, you've really got to find the right people that are passionate about it. Cause if you, if you're not passionate about it, something bad goes wrong. and. You know, they they lose motivation and and it's it's hard to it's hard to keep the culture alive when people get demotivated. So for me, I'm looking for passionate people um, that want to impact not not just their small team that they're working with, but the whole organization. You know, I want people that are going to impact the organization in a positive way.
1: That's awesome. And, you know, I've, I've come from the construction industry and, and specifically from the phosphate mining industry here in central Florida. And our job is not necessarily a pretty job. I mean, you know, our team members, especially the truck drivers, the equipment operators, this isn't a, a nine to five in an office. So when they are passionate about it, it it's great. How do you, when you're looking for new recruits, kind of Dispel the myth that that we have a, a laborer job. I mean, these are some very technical, experienced people that that do these equipment operating and mining jobs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's always kind of I don't know. I, I'll say maybe rub me the wrong way. People people say there's a labor shortage, and I I really don't think there's a labor shortage. I think there's a ton of awesome people out there. Uh, I think there's a shortage of companies and managers that want to take a risk on folks who probably have more passion than experience or maybe more um, motivation than than skills or background or or even education. You know, I you look at what we're doing and and you know I like to speak about us because I'm living it and we're doing it and it's not hypothetical, it's not a theory. You know, we're taking people that have no industry experience and we're putting them with a team of people who are experienced and who will mesh well culturally, and you know we're trying to take everything out of these old guys. We got a old guy Albert who was number one, the, the very first guy I hired. He's been mining longer than I've been alive. I'm trying to take everything out of his brain, all the good stuff, and and dump it into these young kids who are passionate and talented. It's crazy how much raw talent's out there. uh And you know, in a year or two years later, you look back and you're like, man, this kid. 18, 20 year old kid, now he's 22, he's a huge asset that no one wanted to really take a chance on. So, you know, for me, I think, I don't think there's a labor shortage. Um, I think there's a skills shortage, and I think there's a shortage of folks that are willing to teach the skills. It's a big investment. You know, you got, you obviously got the time and the money to invest in the person. Then you've also got the risk exposure in an inexperienced person. So you've got to make sure that the training and the environment you put them in is conducive to them learning
1: yeah that's great and you talk about taking a risk you know anything that's worth doing is going to be an uphill battle so to, to train someone and, and if you got the right culture in place that you're working on and got those passionate employees yes it may take a year two years to train them but you may have them on your team for 20 or 30 years so that's great
0: I tell everybody, Brian, when, and, and it can be a, a 50-year-old guy that hires on or an 18-year-old kid fresh out of uh, a high school, I want everyone that works for us to retire with us. I know it's a, you know, a pipe dream. I know it's kind of a cheesy thing to say, but, you know, and I'll go back to Albert, you know, when he hired on, um, when we started the company, I would send him three, four, five young kids to kind of train and help mold. And one of them would do something wrong. And Albert, you know, he's the kind of guy, he was East Kentucky coal miner. He just fired the whole crew of young guys. He'd say millennials are worthless. You can't work with them. And then, you know, you do that three or four times. And I eventually looked at him. I said, Albert, you're gonna have to do all this work by yourself. If you can't learn how to teach some of these young people to do what you're doing and to know what you know. And, you know, one day we had a kid that he, he hired straight off the farm, eight, just turned 18 years old, skipped college. Uh, Albert spent two years with this kid. And I think every client that we've worked for has tried to hire this kid. He's now, I think he's now 21. And he's running a project for us. It's just amazing what, what time will do and what the right environment will do when you teach somebody what you know and how, you know, how to do things the right way.
1: That's great. Keaton, I uh, I have employees sometimes who, who struggle with being patient with, with their trainee, as you're alluding to there with the, your employee. And I have to encourage them, as you did, you're going to be doing this yourself. But not only this, is if you can't train someone to do what you're doing, you can't go to the next level because we need someone to fill your spot. And mm-hmm. yes, you can do that task. In ten minutes, but could you have done that task in ten minutes five years ago? It would have took you two hours, just like it's taken them two hours, because they don't know yep. yet. But but yep. doing that one time and you can save hours and hours and hours over your career because now someone else is doing that that task. It, it's just, it's hard to comprehend that you you need to wait on someone, let them
0: learn, let them make some of the same mistakes you learn. You know? Certainly. Well, it's issues. funny you mentioned that patience because it, I think it's probably one of the biggest issues we face as far as a labor perspective in our industry is patience because millennials have very little patience. I, I have almost no patience, I'll admit that freely. But then the older guys that know, you know, that know it all and have done it and have the experience, they don't they don't have the patience to teach the young guys. I tell every single one of our project managers cuz they all want to, you know, they're all motivated want to move up to the next level. You've got to replace yourself. Before you, we can promote you. So you've got to teach somebody on your crew or someone within the company what you know and how you're doing it, in order for us to then promote them into your spot and then promote you up. I mean, you just can't. It's too unrealistic to go find 300 amazing human beings that can go do this one person's job. So we're gonna, you know, we we've got to develop our people, and it's something that we're really focused on.
1: Right, that that definitely leads into the next question I have for you. What are the most challenging hurdles you face when hiring and developing these young people, these millennials? I I keep saying that I think millennials have the answers to our problems. It sounds like you feel the same way. So, but there are some hurdles and challenges. So, what are some of those?
0: Oh man, there's 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 probably more challenges and more negatives with millennials than there are positives. And I say that I am a millennial, so. You know, I, I worked for my uncle and I'm now seeing what he went through in, in kind of bringing me into the industry. You know, it's, it, I, there's no secret about it. It's a challenge. Millennials, you can, unlike the baby boomer generation, when they were told something, they just went and did it. They were more machines. They were more robots. They were great workers. Uh, millennials are not that. Millennials are super curious. They want to know, why are we doing this? What is what is the repercussion if we do it differently? What would the outcome be if we, instead of driving forward, drove backward? You know, it's millennials are just thinkers. They're, um, they're a, a whole. I could spend a whole hour talking to you about the challenges of millennials because I've lived it and I, I'm living it, and I, I know that my uncle lives it with me and so. But I think there's a there's a ton of benefit. I think millennials are the most passionate and motivated generation. Um, you know that that's currently working. Uh, when you look at, we've got a bunch of 20 to 24 year old kids that they they wake up every morning. Some of them are waking up at 4:30 in the morning, ready to kill it every single day to prove to me and the rest of the management team they deserve the next level and they deserve the promotion and they deserve the. Re- it's it's really fun to watch passionate, young, talented millennials. Um, I mean, a lot of our clients, you know, and I'm sure if, you, if you're you working down in Florida, um, you know, you, you, you've probably talked to some of them. They are blown away when a crew of 20 to early 30 year olds show up from our team and work 70, 80 hours and have a smile on their face and post about it online, how much they're enjoying it and, and the challenges. It's just It's really cool to watch, Um, you know, not to not to, you know, diminish what the baby boomers have done. We've got a lot of awesome baby boomers as well. But but the whole millennial um, workforce is super interesting to me right now.
1: Yeah. And I I, I think you, you started off with you're looking for a good human being. And no matter what generation we're we're talking about, no matter what label we put on people, every generation is made up of human beings. And I think human beings have a natural desire to do something good, to be part of something good. Yes, they've grown up with a cell phone in their hands and can do speedy things and you know, it's the microwave society, but they still want to do a good job and produce a good product and have happy clients no matter what industry they're in. So thanks for encouraging. Absolutely. It's good to see several of your employees just raving about what they're doing and how they're doing it. That's it's obvious, like you said, it's not some far-fetched idea. You have proof of what's working. So good job for that. So you've already
0: Well of- One of my most exciting hires, Brian, sorry to interrupt you. One of my, one of I think, my most exciting hires is a, um, he's a baby boomer that's late. He's late in the generation of baby boomers, and he posts on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, he starts in January, so I'm hoping he keeps it up and represents Turner well on LinkedIn. But it's it's funny, you know, the, the old guys can learn new tricks. So that's also super fun to watch as well.
1: Well, this will be the second podcast I've divulged this on. I had no idea what generation title I was and my 20-year-old twin boys were curious about it. So they looked it up. I'm I'm the tail end of the boomers. so So I'm one of those guys. And, hey, I'm posting on social media. I began doing it to try to help with the ACE mentor program where, you know, I I didn't go to college and I wanted to uh, encourage students why they need to understand math and science, because at least when I was in school, we had no real reason for learning this stuff. And Mm I'm going to sit down and write a bid letter and I need to know English and I need to know spelling and punctuation. And and I absolutely construction math to figure up cubic yards. And so I decided, you know, what, well, I'm going to go back in high school and tell these young people about this. And that turned into, well, now i got to try to find people to help me with this. And, and that's how I got started with LinkedIn and then blossomed into this podcast. So I tell people sometimes what you volunteer for can prepare you for other things in life. So that, that's always great. So, so what benefits do younger employees offer your team? And you've already said a few, but let's, let's expound on that some more.
0: Uh, you know, I think, I think when I look at our, specifically our, our staff, and I say staff, uh, you know, that's, that's all salaried positions. Most of them are back office. You know, a lot of our young people are super creative. Um, uh, you know, a couple handfuls of them have come from multi-billion dollar huge corporations. Um, you know, the Rio Tentos of the world and, and, and so on and so forth. And it's, it's crazy. They left the big corporations to come work for us, a small startup company, um, who, you know, rewards them for creativity where, you know, in the corporate world, they came from, they they were kind of, uh, you know, designed to fit in a box and live in this system and not get outside, you know, don't color outside the lines. I tell, I tell all of our young people, there are no rules here on our side, uh, we're the contractor. Obviously, we got to live by the safety rules and MSHA and all that. But when it comes to operating our business and servicing our clients, the only way we win is with passionate, creative people that come up with creative solutions. And so it's super fun to see young people uh, come up with these creative ideas. And some of them don't stick, some of them are off the wall, crazy thoughts. It's like, well, that's never going to work or that is not cost effective. But they're, they're, they're ideas, you know, whereas you, you deal with, some of the older folks who have been there, done it, lived through it, you know, they've got all these battle scars. Um, they're not as open to thinking about things creatively, um, you know, because they've already lived it, seen it, and done it. And some of that's super valuable. Uh some of some of our older guys, I love, I love when the older guys and the younger guys have this friction around, you know, these creative solutions. The older guys say it's not going to work that way. The younger guy says, well, let me prove to you why it would. No matter what, they're going to come up with the best solution. The older guy is either going to be right and his experience is valuable, or the younger guy is going to prove something to the older guys that the older guy just didn't didn't see in the same lens. So for me, it's super fun to see the creativity um, with, with some of the young people and some of the ideas floating around. Yeah, that's wonderful,
1: Keaton. I uh... It uh, makes me think of something I had a conversation with our team a while back and I said, listen, we have to have processes, but our processes cannot get in the way of our product. And our product is when that phone rings, we have to respond. Our clients need us to jump on a project and get something done. We work in the power industry sometimes. Their plan is down and we gotta be part of the team that gets it back up and running. And and some of our paperwork that needs to be done has to be done in conjunction with starting the job, not let's wait till we got all the paper. I's dotted and T's crossed before we start the job, you know, certainly yep, we have to exactly. do that legislative thing, but we don't have to do that for stuff. that's just keeping track of what we're doing. Let, let's get to doing and keep track of what we're doing together. Yep. I agree. Awesome. So, so any other ideas? So our podcast, we, we developed this to try to build people. And, you know, when I started used to say, I tore him up one side and down the other. So, I decided that's just not working anymore. I, I told our team members that they, one of the stupidest things we ever used to say was I need you from the shoulders down. Who wants a person yeah. on a job site? I mean,
0: come on. Well, it's just, I mean, honestly, Brian, it's just a different, it's a different world. Um, you know, my family, you know, they're kind of a mining family. My grandfather uh, was in it back in the day and, in. You know the way they were all raised was, you know, yell and scream and you know fist fights out on the mine site for people that disagreed. I mean that was that was how that is how that industry worked. I mean the, you know Imsha wasn't even around until you know the late seventies. So it's it's crazy how much it's changed. Um, and and I've seen a lot of people and talked to a lot of people, especially some of the old timers. They're like, man, I can't believe how much coddling goes on these days. And you call it what it, call it what you want, you know, call the young people snowflakes or the old, the old guys hard to deal with or, or rough and mean, whatever. The point is we've all got to get along to get the work done. And some of the old ways of doing things just don't work now. And, and I know it because I've lived through it and I've seen it. And some of the new ways, you know, we, we, we try to recognize our people on social media and build them up. And I, you know, yeah, you can call it coddling. We give them trophies and employee of the month, and, you know, we make them the hero of the story. But guess what? It's working. We get, we we get, I think, around 20 applications a day. And our clients are saying they can't get, they can't get one person to come work. And they've got a staff of 300 on this one site. They can't get, they can't hire one person. Uh, and so you just, you look at the results and I'm a huge results guy. I don't care how we get the results. The results are the important part. And for me, you know, especially when you're talking about the the new age of, of, you know, this mining workforce, you've got to try some of these new tactics. You know, people aren't, their attention is in social media. It's not in newspapers. It's not in print. It's not on billboards people's attention is on LinkedIn. It's on Instagram, it's on Facebook. And so, you know, that's, that's where we're spending our time. And, uh, we're spending a whole lot of time there trying to not only get the people to come work for us, but then develop them, train them and then retain them for the next 30 years. You know, I'm, this is not a company we're building to sell and flip so I can go to my beach house somewhere. You know, this is, I'm in this for life. So I want, I want lifers.
1: Well, that's great, and again, I I think you're doing a wonderful job. I appreciate what you're doing for everybody on social media because we all benefit from sharing with each other how to do better and how to encourage each other. It's just a great place to get fuel from. Well, listen, Keith, it was uh, great to have you on the podcast day. How can our listeners find more about you and about Turner Mining?
0: Well, we're super active all over social media. So, Instagram, um, Keaton S. Turner. And then Turner Mining Group on Instagram, uh, send us a DM. Uh, we're on Facebook, obviously, and then LinkedIn. Uh, we've got a company page, and I've got a personal page that we operate. And, of course, all of our people are doing it as well. So, uh, And then if, if you've got business inquiries or just want to learn a little bit more about our company, send us an email at info at com.
1: Thank you so much. And I'll include, for our listeners, I'll include that on in the podcast description, where how Keaton said to get a hold of him. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. If you will, give us a review and a rating, an honest review and rating. Subscribe to the podcast and share it with others. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you.
0: Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.